0: Welcome fans, this is your host, Nima Omidvar, taking you through the tunnel all the way up to NYC. The Big Apple's got a big reputation for recruiting big time ballers, okay? And my panelists will defend it vehemently that New York City is still the Mecca of basketball, and uh, they'll tell you why. Uh, one thing I love about New York is they've got pride in their city, and it's going to really come through in this episode. My panelists include uh, Emanuel Book Richardson, a longtime college coach, as well as a successful coach uh, on the high school grassroots level, and a gold medal winner uh, with USA Basketball. Book is coaching with the New York Gauchos, one of the uh, most prominent and notable grassroots organizations in the country. Uh, Jake David, he is the founder of 11 Hoops, which is a basketball events company. Uh, He is also an assistant coach at Long Island Lutheran, one of the top high school programs in the nation, and the director of the New York Jayhawks. Uh, Terrence Bunch-Williams, who is the director of PSA Cardinals, 100% of his teams have qualified for Peach Jam. 100% 100% of his players who have gone through his program have gone on to college. That's what it's all about. That's as impressive of a stat as uh, you'll ever get. Not to mention he's had a, a bevy of, of players go on, uh, not just to the, to the college level but on to the NBA. And Patrick Mastroni, the head coach at Archbishop Stepanak, 2018 uh, New York State Federation title uh, winner, has had over 18 graduates go on to the next level. Uh, McDonald's All-Americans coming out of his program. Uh, Archbishop Stepanak is another powerful program, not just in the New York Catholic League, but nationally. Now, these gentlemen all know uh, really good players in New York City, uh, but they also know how to help develop their players. Uh, They utilize our sponsor, Dr. Dish. Follow Dr. Dish on Twitter, at Dr. Dish B-Ball. Follow him on Instagram as well. You're going to be able to find different drills, tips ways to utilize their machine uh, especially in this ever evolving time during this pandemic where we're limited in the number of participants in the gym get yourself a passer that'll never get tired um, mention this ad from rising coaches dr dish will give you 300 dollars off your next machine and if you've got an older machine that uh is, is maybe time for an upgrade irregardless of the brand turn it in, they'll give you some credit for it, uh, that'll help alleviate any of the financial restraints uh, to make that uh, purchase. Uh, this is a great episode, a lot of energy, a lot of fun, a long episode, I wish you could have kept on going, um, and I've, without any further ado, let's just go right into it, a lot of activity and action in this episode as we go through the tunnel talking NYC hoops. How are we doing, everybody? Thanks for coming with us through the tunnel all the way up to NYC, New York City, the Empire State. We're going to talk a lot about um, what goes on in one of the the most populated cities, uh, not just in the United States, but in the world. uh, The the number one media market in the country. And uh, this is uh, kind of a, a... combination that creates successful basketball players there's there's a reason that they come out successful some of these gentlemen on the call today are uh, reasons for that success Uh, but I want to get right into it talking about uh, you know the unique uh, the uniqueness of the landscape of New York City book I'm going to start with you and then we'll just kind of go around the the horn break down for us out-of-towners what 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 the different boroughs are like uh, not just from a basketball perspective, but just living there. What are some fundamental like commonalities and differences from one borough to another? And then we'll just kind of patch out the rest of the, the area.
1: I, I, this is I, area. Five, boroughs. five boroughs. There's a grittiness, there's a toughness um that I think everyone embodies. I think when you get to Manhattan and you and you get to Harlem, there's more style. Um equated to, to, to basketball, how, how it looks. I've always thought of, um, you know, Manhattan and Queens with, with that style. Um, wh- when you talk about grittiness and toughness, I've always thought of Brooklyn and Brooklyn and the Bronx in terms of, um, style of play, um, rough and tough. And, and not to say that, that they that there's not rough and tough in Queens or, or, or Manhattan because that, you know, I, I will be, that, that'd be the first thing from the truth. But when you think about those guys, when you think about those, those players that's come from those boroughs, because again, like you go to Queens and you got a guy like Ronald test who's as gritty and tough as he gets, but then you have some finesse like Lamar Odom. And then, you know, there's, there's some people that would say, well, Lamar's from Brooklyn book, but then like, again, you got Ray for Austin. You got Shaheen Holloway, um, Kenny Anderson, um, you know, t- 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 to name a few. And, you go to Brooklyn, and and those point guards are a little bit different. You know, whether it's Jermell, you know Tinsley, um, where you didn't look at him <clears throat> as, as the smooth guy, you looked at him as the rough and rugged guy. You know, you get to the Bronx, you talk about Rod Strickland, um, Tiny Archibald, um, you know, got guys like that where you don't necessarily look at them for flash and style. Um, and when you go into the other, other boroughs like Staten Island in Manhattan. Again, you're looking at finesse. Now are, are those finesse boroughs? No, I'm not saying that, but that's kind of, that, that's kind of how I've always seen it, um, through, through my lens.
0: That's, that's really interesting. And I'm, I'm going to come back, uh, as we talk a little bit about, uh, some of these other areas, uh, to some a point that you made, um, Jay, talk to me, and I know uh, we talked about this before we came on air. This is my out of town ignorance. I know Long Island is not necessarily NYC, but yes, it is. It is okay. All right, so that well, so talk Good. a little bit about Long Island and some and that area, kind of uh, and how that kind of relates to the, the basketball scene. So,
2: I think what Book is saying is that it is New York, okay. Um, Long Island is New York, obviously. uh, Geographically, it's New York State, but Long Island is New York. Um, I, I, myself, am from Queens, Queens Village. Um, I coach in Long Island Lutheran, um, and we have a mismatch of kids from all over the the, the state, the city, the tri-state, the country, the world. Um, so it's a very different kind of um, school. It's always been that way since we were young. Um, and, and like Book said, um, you know, Brooklyn, Bronx, um, you think gritty. and that's And some of that is just because of, the the area itself, dense populated areas, you know, um, and how they walk, how they carry themselves, um, the culture. Um, in my mind, I like to think of Harlem um, as a more of a flashy kind of style of play, um, and 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 Manhattan, because Manhattan is in the middle of everything. I'd like to say that Manhattan um, has a style of, of more fundamental style kind of game, and it picks up from everybody. Queens in general, kind of like what Book was saying, um, people are from everywhere. You can't gentrify Queens. You you cannot gentrify Queens. It's almost impossible because we have every single type of um, person that lives here. So the basketball is just like that. And that's what it's always been. And, and, and Queens, you know, we, we, it's gritty too, but it's a little bit of a different kind of smooth kind of game. And I think that's just because of, you know, the way that we dress, the way that we carry ourselves, the way we talk. And I, I I fashion that to similar to Harlem, except that their flash is, you know, it's Harlem, like, you know, it's Brooklyn, like, you know, it's Queens, you know? So that that's, um, you know, I'm a book, but you just know the differences when you see it, like a Harlem flash and a Queens flash, not the same. Uh,
0: okay. I love that. And I think that's really cool Um, to make that type of synergy in my mind to where if I could start to learn Uh, that swagger that, that somebody from Queens might have that I start to see. Oh, okay. That dude's from Queens. He's a, he's a Queens type of baller. Um, Patrick, let's talk a little bit about, you know, white Plains, which is is, again, a little bit outside of the the city. Am I, am I right? Um, But your school kind of services even beyond the city Um, talk about some of the areas that uh, you know, your, your school at Stepanak services and and what you see within your uh, purview.
3: Yeah, so I would say, you know, um, obviously in White Plains, New York, about 20 miles north of, you know, the city, you, know, you get to the Bronx in 10 to 15 minutes. But north of Manhattan, it's really only 20 miles. We know that could take two hours, depending what day, what day of the week it is and what time. But, um, you know, we we have a unique factor where we have kids all the way up to Beacon and Poughkeepsie, New York, all the way down, you know, into the city. You know, to, to Southern Connecticut and and even into Northern Jersey that that come to Stepanak, like Jay said, the tri-state uh, and that nature. Uh, and we're fortunate; a lot of kids from our area get the opportunity to play uh, with kids specifically from the Bronx, Harlem, Manhattan. You know, growing up, if they really want to, you know, um, and go into the city and compete. Uh, but we're fortunate enough as as one of two schools in the CHSAA, the city league, that even though we're in White Plains, we're in the suburbs we play in the city league and we've been fortunate enough to be successful in that city league and in this area um, because of the way the schools, the makeup academically and and athletically. But I would just say that, you know, there's a notion, probably kids from white Plains and Westchester are a little softer than New York city kids. And it's something that I think motivates our guys that are, are not from the city when we play against city guys to go ahead and and prove your toughness and your grit uh, night in and night out. But there is that notion that, you're not from the five boroughs, you know, as these guys said that you're a little softer than maybe a guy from the Bronx or Brooklyn, that we have to go prove that every time we play.
0: Okay. Munch, give me, give me some of your perspective. I know we've, we've talked and touched a lot of, about the different parts of the city and anywhere that we didn't touch on and, and any perspective you want to share? No,
4: I think you guys hit it Right on the nose, to be honest, I ain't going to be long winded. Um, I think one of the things with the Bronx guys is, we we kind of like to stay in our borough and and, and get the dancing on that side. Um, for the most part, you know, guys, you know, Bronx dudes don't go too much into the Brooklyn area. Um, we kind of just stay on our area and, and hone in our craft. And when it's a, when that opportunity presents itself, those guys are normally ready. But we're not. I think we we kind of stick to Harlem and the Bronx. It's the closest, and you could you could kind of intertwine those two those two uh, locations for the most part. But Bronx dudes not really trying to go too
0: too far and and you know that's something i wanted to touch on so my assumption was because you know you think of new york city stereotypes there's traffic everywhere so it's hard to get around etc so maybe it's not so easy to go from one borough to the other i again i, I don't know that like cuz i'm i'm not making that trip every single day but i think that's something that's interesting and important to note OK, guys from the Bronx, they're not going all over the place. They're they're staying in the Bronx. We as coaches should know that um, and understand that as a as a, you know, a component to a young man and their family that comes from the Bronx. That being said, um, that's that's a stereotype for New York City Hoopers. Another one uh, that I'll share is that, you know, the guys from the city can't shoot. That's that's been a long time. Uh, New York City stereotype. Let's let's talk a little bit about some stereotypes that you guys want wanted to maybe help dispel or um, maybe have heard that you say, you know what, maybe that is right. But just about the, you know, the the New York City uh, mantra of, of hoopers. W- what are some of the things uh, that that I think we sh- that you guys think we should address? Um, Jay, I'll start with you and then book. Tell me about some of these NYC Hooper uh, stereotypes that maybe you've heard in the past uh, and let's dispel them.
2: I think because um, for a long period of time, and I'd even say right now um, we're the capital of street basketball. Okay. When you see New York city in the summer, you see New York city crowds in the parks, you see the proams in the parks um there were very few programs, you know, um Pro City that's inside, but there most of them are outside in the park so you see that type of basketball when we were growing up uh Pat Munch book, um you know a little older than us but he was in that same kind of era when we were growing up, you know, the rucker was really popping so people would see that and think that that's how we play. But when um Gauchos when Riverside when, when they walked into a gym you knew you were in for a long night, you know, and, and shout out to them for, for 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 helping people like Munch and myself grow in the in the in the grassroots space because you knew that we were gonna defend, you knew we were gonna apply pressure on both sides of the ball, yep. and you knew we were gonna be physical. <clears throat> so what happens is people don't really think New Yorkers can't shoot. People really think that New Yorkers only play one type of way, right? Like I can give you an example, you know, Pat and myself, we've been in multiple tournaments nationally and people will say, well, we're from New York. They only can do certain things. And we come out and we show you a, a, a bevy of plays a, a gamut, a, 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 a playbook. And, and you're just looking around like what, what, what just happened? You know um, I, I think New York basketball is still some of the best basketball in the country. Um, and I and to dispel the rumors, I think it's just because of what they've seen, but not really what has actually happened. It's just a perception. But when you walk out and you go play, you you understand that when you see the Jayhawks, you see PSA these days, and you things you 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 know these teams are well coached, and we're gonna kick you in your teeth in all aspects of the game and all levels of the game.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's a it's another stereotype that. That is accurate. I think New York City teams are always going to play hard. They're always going to give you everything they got, especially on the defensive end. And uh, once they go to college, they they keep that DNA. You know, the, the, those you know guys not going to back down when that ball is being brought up. You better you better put the ball on your hip and, and protect it. Book, uh, any 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 thoughts to that? Any anything? that uh, you've heard in the past, whether it be on the uh, you know recruiting trail or, or while you were on the high school side or back now as you're with the book, I'll, Babies, what do you think? I'll attack it from a
1: different um, perspective. Okay. I'm going to name a couple of names. Um, Brandon Randolph, R.J. Davis, Cole Anthony, Chris Fouch. And when they say New York City can't shoot, right, I, I watched munch masterfully coached in the Peach Jam championship game with the kid who, again, I don't know where, where Brandon was going into the summer, but I know during the summer, uh, he was, he was looked at one of the best snipers in the country. I watched RJ Davis becoming McDonald's all American, by the way, he can really shoot. And I've had comparisons to, to Michael Conley Jr. Right. Chris Fouch is, is as you go a little bit older, he he, sh- like he, I think I think Chris Mayer got two thousand points in college. Th- those are just three guys, you know, three to four guys that that you start to mention. Like Ahmed Diallo can not shoot, really? He's in the NBA. Yeah, <laughs>
0: he
1: he can make a shot. No question. But I think sometimes the 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 myth of what we can't do because of what we've done so well for so long. And I would start to say, you know, as I'm a little bit older than these guys, and and I know New York City basketball is in great hands with with these three guys. Um, I think they take it to another level, but w- when you watch how they play, it's skill. There's yeah. no, there, there's no, no one on this, no one on this panel on this call. They just coach guys to get to the rim. Like I, I've watched Terrence Williams. I've watched what he's done. I, I've, I've seen Jay, J, J Davis teams. I watch Pat's teams, and it just blows my mind because a kid like Sharif Cooper. You know what? He's a New York City point guard from the standpoint of that's how they looked. But the this, this, this city of New York, we branched off all across the country. You go to all 50 states and say, oh, man, there's somebody from New York. And you can see, man, that kid plays like – I'm just telling you, like, mm-hmm. it, it all it started back – I remember Kenny Anderson getting 30 as a freshman. Oh, he couldn't shoot. Okay, man. Sebastian Kelpher, couldn't shoot, but he played the NBA for 10 years.
2: Yeah.
1: So, so, so that myth, you know, m- maybe we don't have the superstars as, as, as we once had – but I still say when you look when you look at NBA, I looked on one team and, and, and this guy Terrence Wunsch Williams, he has got two guys on the same team. <laughs> Who does that? And, and you know what? No credits given. What I'm watching, Hamadou Diallo. By the way, Jay David doesn't say oh, I I did this, I did that. No, he you know I know what he tells Hamid. You got to keep going, man. R.J. Davis like I'm watching this kid, you know, AJ Griffin like he's going to be a lottery pick. Oh, I guess he just showed up and Pat just got lucky. Yes, Pat just got lucky. You know, so again, I, I just I I hate those myths. And and I would definitely say I think part of part of it, how you dispel it, um having guys around longer, because I don't think, you know, with Jay and, and, and Munch and Pat, I I think the only negative that I have is that they're, they're not gonna be around. They're too good. If I'm a college coach, but to hell with a college coach, if I'm an NBA general manager, I hire those guys. I hire them. Yeah. So I think they're just not going to be around too long, but <clears throat> I think that dispels this myth that what we can't do, like, okay.
0: It, yeah. I think, I think you, you, you put it very eloquently there, but and, and, you know, the other piece is because they're so skilled, the players are so skilled and so talented and they can do so much um, that maybe uh, the, the evaluation kind of goes to the wayside. Cause you just kind of get wooed and wowed by the ability. Um, and, and to me, the cream rises to the top no matter where you are. And if you could rise to the top in New York City, the one of the most populated areas in the world, then you must be a certified dude. Like you're a dude. Uh Munch, what do you think? Any any anything that to add to that thought?
4: Yeah, man, I think I think these guys hit it right on the nose. I think one of the things I would add is I feel like it's a level of um reverse psychology, right? Where mm-hmm. guys get to the rim at such ease and such craftiness. And, um, you know, when you leave the state of New York, it's not seen, you know, normally on how dudes can get to the rim, break down defenses, destroy destroy full court presses. Like, that New York City guard can pretty much do whatever he want to do with the basketball because of his upbringing. His, it's organically in him and being able to get through tight spaces that people want to say, hey, you can't do this because that ability that he has is causing too much chaos, Right. So yeah. you could try to confuse him into saying, "Hey, just settle for the jumper." It makes everybody's defense that much better. So when Book had <laughs> the, 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 you know, the 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 Kemba Walkers and the, and the Jordan Theodos and and, and the Truck Bryant's on one team, you got five six of Durant Scotts. Like, how do you defend that, right? Because these guys are they're in the open court, they're in the half court, they're going where they want to go, and and you know, you look at guys like Jamal Tinsley and. All you can do is hope and pray that they shoot a jumper, right? So <laughs> reverse psychology yeah. to say, "Oh, you can't shoot because we we don't we want you to stop doing what you do." That's great, but people don't tell shooters you don't you can't drive or you can't put it on the deck, right? So if you see somebody else like they growing up shooting baskets in the back of their they driveway, but they missed it, the art of handling the ball the way that the inner city kid can handle it. So the next thing you know, people are not saying, "Oh, he's a he's a pure shooter," but he can't get to the rim. It's all reverse psychology. You know, and I get you, I bet you every college coach and every NBA team want one of John Morant, one of Cole Anthony, one one these guys who who can break down defenses for them and manages. So when people are saying, "Oh, you can't shoot," but you can't stop me get to the rim.
0: Absolutely, and and you know when when I walk around the city. Uh, you 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 said something uh, perfectly. You, you, what guards are able to get through tight spaces in the city? You got to be able to get through tight spaces, right? I got to get through the turnstile to get to the train. I got to get past this guy on the crosswalk. Like you're just naturally comfortable in a tight space, and therefore, when you get on the court, man, I got a lot of space now. I can really move and operate. becomes just a little bit easier to breathe, and because everybody presses up and and plays. Aggressive defense. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to go out of town and play somebody from, um, you know, Tennessee. Then, oh, oh, it's it's a little different, a little bit, a little bit more open. Uh, or Iowa for Tinsley's uh, example. Um, so, what we what we just also did. My next question was going to be kind of talking a little bit about something that I think you guys already uh, dispelled and proved me wrong. There's there's been a lot of talk about New York City being on, on a on a kind of a decline. Uh, but you just, Book, you just rattled off some, some great names of players. And, you know, like Patrick, I know you've had some guys uh, as of recent, Jay, I mean, all you guys have had some guys that have gone on to do some some great things. Why do you think that is, Patrick, I'll start with you. Why do you guys think that, um, that there seems to have been a, uh, a per- perception uh, change and shift in uh, New York City ballers? Uh, from the early 90s to the early 2000s to now, uh, while you guys are still putting out players at the at the power five level in the NBA, et
3: cetera. What, what are your thoughts on that, Patrick? Yeah, I would say this a little bit like book said, you might not get the the sexy superstar name that was coming out maybe you know back in the 90s or 80s to a degree. Um, and I think that that might be the why the whole notion New York City is down or you know, New York state as a whole is down, but as, as book mentioned those names and we can go through, we could spend the rest of the, the night, the four of us naming names. I mean, every night you put on TV, right. Whether it's PSA book, you know, uh, Jay Stepanak, the CHSA, the PSAL, you go up to Albany Academy, go up to Buffalo, the whole state, you know, name a school you're watching somebody from New York play and that's just college basketball. Then you turn, as you mentioned, you know, you turn on the, the the NBA and you got guys from New York, you know, as as Book said, two guys on the Magic together that were AAU teammates. You know, so it's like this whole notion in the last five, six, seven years that New York is down. And, and I think Jay could talk a little bit on the high school side, you know, for Stepanak, Lujai, the Christ, the kings of the world that go travel. We go to prove and and not only for ourselves, but to continue to put New York on a map that really hasn't fallen off. It hasn't, and to dispel that whole notion, and it gets me personally fired up, and I'm sure every guy on this on this, you know, panel here, you know, that we're down. But every night you look, there's a top performer. Look at Pittsburgh last night, Justin, four years in the CHSAA, 31 and 15. His brother on Saturday, you know, double double. Jay Illinois was playing last night, Penn State. You know, I'm just naming guys right on this call, and then you go, Munch can start naming guys. So I'm sick and tired of hearing this whole thing. New York is down, and it might be we don't have the sexy you know, following that maybe Marbury or Test or Lamar might have, you know, to a degree. But we got players in New York and we got New Yorkers from, from Long Island all the way up to Northern New York and everywhere in between and in the city right here from Westchester to the city. There's dudes who could play. And, and, and as you said, they're rising to the top. And, and in the end, they're getting the ultimate reward of, of playing on national TV in the NBA or, or Division One. So not to be long-winded there, but this whole myth and notion that's why, personally, we travel as a high school to go prove to our kids that they could play other 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 cities and states and schools, you know, and, and to get them out a, on a national level.
0: Uh, Jay and then Munch, follow up on that. And obviously you guys uh, yeah. coach on, on, on different circuits, but you represent your city. What, what are your what are your thoughts on on that that notion that New York City is maybe a little down?
2: I, I scream it every day I can um, on my Twitter or every option, every time I get a chance to to big up New York. Um, I, I see it from high school and I see it from the grassroots AAU side. Um as I mentioned before, and I, I love what Pat does at Stepanak, um, we've been to a number of tournaments over these last few years and have never lost before the Elite Eight. Um, Long Island Lutheran, has played in, a a, we played in the Hawaii, um, the Ailani last year. We lost in the the semifinal by two to Wasatch. Um, You know, we played in, and we played Sierra Canyon on ESPN, and they were supposed to be this big bad wolf, and we punished them by 20. Um, And they have a couple of NBA players, and so did we. Um, Pat played IMG um, last year down at at, at, uh, the City of Palms. And, and, and pretty much dominated that entire game, right, Pat? Up until the last few um, had a chance. Yeah, last minute had a chance to win that game. Exactly. So, like, I, and I pay attention to stuff like that. Um, you know, I pay attention to the fact that um, Gauchos and PSA are still putting kids in college. PSA put 11 guys in college and, and a 12th in the pros. Um, the New York Jayhawks this year, in a pandemic, uh, put nine guys in, in college. Um, eight of those guys are going to Division One. One of those kids are going to Wesleyan and NESCAC school, Munch's alma mater, which is one of the greatest schools in the country. Um, I think. (laughs) Yes, sir. I I think I think people forget. um, And this goes back to Book's point. Um, People forget how talented we are because we've been so talented for so long. Um, We've been very, very good for a very long period of time. I know um, I'll give you a comparison. Uh, The WCAC. Mm-hmm. Right, that covers four states. Right, if I'm not mistaken, tell me if I'm if I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, so it's, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Um, yeah, D.C. Okay. Maryland, so, and then you get right. your, your transfers in and out okay. of kids, etc.
2: So that 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 league covers three states. Yeah, right. New York Catholic League has been very strong. They've had a number of guys double-digit go to D- D1 last year. No one counts these numbers. I do. They had double-digit guys go to college last year. Right. I don't care if three of them were from Pat or four of them. I don't care. Double-digit kids to, to, to college last year. Long Island Lutheran sent Cal, uh, Ohio State, uh, and, 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 and Illinois in one year. This year, we're sending two to St. John's, one to the Big 12. Pat sending one to the ACC, and and uh, another one to Boston University. Pat like, sending one to the NBA. That's,
1: that's yeah, what that means yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, you know. So
2: like, not this play, isn't not work. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, my fault. There you go. So like, I think <laughs> I I think we have been so very good for so very long that people start to think that we aren't as good as we used to be because of the fact that we don't have we New York has had prodigies, my man. Yeah. Like, prodigies come out of new york like kids that came out of the womb nba basketball players and we have a little bit of a different thing and and also for us new york's changing our kids are going to preparatory schools Mm. um public league is changing a little bit um you know the leagues are changing but because we're changing doesn't mean we're any less capable hamlu diallo um you know uh, cole anthony um, RJ will be in the league. I think Andre will be in the league. Z will be in the league. Like this is not, you know, something minimal. We've had a number of NBA guys over these last few years be in the league. I just think people like the same thing with the jumper. You know, you get so used to seeing us so good for so long, you forget.
0: I, I, th- I think you, you you hit it on the head. And then, you know, from the prodigy perspective, back when there was the one and done or I'm sorry, before the one and done rule came in, you can go straight to the league. you also then would get your media market to promote those guys, right? So mm-hmm. now they're they're being talked about nationally because it was kind of uh, assumed and understood these guys would be going to the pros. So a little bit more attention on the high school guy um, from the city that is gonna eventually go to the pros, i.e tell fair. Uh, Etc. Um, Munch, what do you think about uh, before we uh, move on and start talking about the different leagues? Because I, I do want to talk about that, Jay. But what do you think about the? Um, is is there maybe some 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 thought to credence to New York City kids going to some of these out of town schools and prep prep school situations? Maybe just distorting our view of the city, where people just forget. Oh, yeah, that kid's from New York.
4: Yeah, I, I think you hit it right on the nose. Right, you you look at. Sometimes you look at rankings, and a certain ranking will have the kid's high school. And the kid's high school might mm-hmm. be in Virginia, or his high school might be in Boston. And, you know, the high school might be in Philadelphia. And, and you know, those guys sneak in and take credit for that kid, right? But when you, when you dig deep enough, and you're like, whoa, whoa, Mo Bamba's from Harlem. You know what I mean? Like, like Kofi Cockburn was at Oak Hill, but he, he's been in New York City <laughs> for five, six straight years. You yeah. look around, and you say, oh, Precious. You know, Precious and Chua, he's been here forever. You look at Jalen McHugh, he's been here forever, right? And, and I look at stuff and I say, yeah, these kids, they're they going away and they're trying to chase their dreams and they're trying to figure it out, right? They're trying to figure out the right path to, to continue to be successful and, and, and limit whatever distractions or whatever hurdles can be. They're trying to get right to it. But ultimately, I look at it like this, man. Nobody likes the Yankees right? Like, New York City, it, it's a correlation. Like, when the Yankees was winning all that, all those pennants, guys are like, oh, no, no, no. That's not cool. That's not fair. Now, we <laughs> up to the point where they're like, oh, you're expected to have seven guys in the first round. Mm. If, if this is what down looks like, right? Like, you look at this year's draft that just went on. You got Elijah Hughes. You got Cole. You got Precious. You got Isaiah Stewart. You know, Moses Brown was in the league. Um, Jalen McHugh, Hamadou Dial, Like, it's Mo Bamba, Omari Spellman, check it out, like, Todd Jerome, like, Catholic League kid, like, these guys are are, are jumping in the NBA. We're not even going to go to the numbers and say, hey, one brother one, um, one brother's leading the ACC in scoring, another Champagne brother is leading the Big East, and then the second guy, you know, is James Booknight. Like, the expectations for us as New, as New York, <laughs> I blame Book, right, because yeah. he was so dominant. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the shirt that he got on was so dominant that the expectations aren't realistic, right? So yeah. we're we're still doing what we've been doing, but it's like like you said, because guys are at different schools or different states, or they're not in it, in your neighborhood all the time. People can forget that that kid, you know, Chris McCullough was living in Cortland, but he went to school in Salisbury, Connecticut for a long time, and then he, you know, he's a first round pick. Like everybody, Ob, OB Toppin was a
2: lottery. He's from upstate, Yeah. Hudson Valley. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Soon we forget.
4: No, the expectations are, are, are surreal on our kids. But when you look around and you say, "All oh, right, right, you know, the phone doesn't stop ringing on this side from NBA GMs for the last seven years. So yeah. somebody's doing something right in this state, right? That the NBA guys are constantly calling our phones to say, "Hey, I need to do a background check on on last year, Cole. This year, James. Next year, Pat got him a lottery pick sitting there." Right. So <laughs> you're you going to look up and Jonathan Kaminga is going to be in a lot of me. Like, I mean, I don't know too many more states that's doing it at that level. And this is supposed to be your downtime. Yeah. If this is your downtime. I, I'll take this time all the time. I, you know?
0: I think I think you you put it perfectly uh, r- right off the bat about the fact that a lot of things now get done on the Internet as opposed to with your eyeballs inside of a gym. And so the Internet you read a name; it's got a link. It's their school, and if the school is in Connecticut, now all of a sudden, oh, that must be a Connecticut guy. And then you get the uh, Twitter experts who say, you know, oh, you know, the, this player's from here, and then it just kind of takes on a life of its own um, as people just kind of talk and and you know create a, a fallacy. Um, so. You guys talked about some of these these leagues, and I'm I'm gonna uh, be honest. I'm very naive on New York City uh, high school hoops how it really works. Uh, Jay, you mentioned WCAC. I'm from DC. You know I I know how that works. Let's let's take a moment to to describe for for the listeners who most of them are college coaches. Maybe some guys out in Texas or West Coast that have never been in the city and and, and need to understand. Uh, the nuances, I want to go through all the different types of leagues and then talk about AAU and, and the different ways that we can evaluate New York City ball and, and how that should translate to us. Patrick, I'm going to start with you. Get, break down the, uh, the 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 hoops scene in your league uh, and kind of how that looks. And then, Jay, talk a little
3: bit about the league highs in, and then we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, so on that, obviously we play in the, the Catholic High School League. Uh, the New York Catholic High School League, so the CHSA. And within that, we got, you know, the AA, which is our, you know, Stepanak, Christ the King, St. Ray's, Malloy, you know, St. Raymond's, Hayes. Uh, then there's the A and the B. And there's been successful guys. Like Booknight started, he was in the A or B. I don't much, you can talk on that but in a second. But so the CHSA, um, which will always, you know, uh, you know, as a league itself um, – has, has a, a large group of uh, A teams that successful both locally and, and nationally, you know, that, that'll go from there. Um, you know, and, and like I said, besides us and one of the school, um, the, the, the majority of the league is made up of, of the five boroughs. So it's all city schools um, that, that compete in the CSA. Uh, there's another Catholic league upstate New York, up in Buffalo. That's the Monsignor Martin league. Uh, they only have A and B, and then there's a Catholic league out in Long Island um, that they they only have A and B as well. So um, the AA CHSA winner every year is an automatic qualifier to the federations, uh, which you compete against, you know, uh, the, the, the New York State Public High School Athletic Association. So that's every public school, not in the city, in the entire state. There's the PSAL, which is the New York City Public School Athletic League. And then I'll lob it up here to Jay, which is the Nices, the independent, as many refer to it in the state. So the CHSA makes up from Staten Island, the five boroughs and and Westchester makes up the CHSA, um, which is obviously one of the most predominant leagues that people know nationally. But uh, again, it's part of the four big leagues of the state.
0: I love it. Jay, tell us a little bit about that league. We were talking about it offline and, and you were dropping some gems. Um, talk, talk about it. So, Nice
2: is mostly Ivy League feeder schools. Just like Catholics, uh, the CHSA and the PSAL in um, New York State Public, we all have different um, levels in terms of uh, classes. Double mm-hmm. A, A, B, or so on and so forth. Long Island Lutheran used to be Class A because Class A um, used to be the largest class, and then they added another one, double A. So, in, in uh, we're the only double A team. Um, as long as our record is above what it's supposed to be, we get an automatic draw to the federation, uh, which was a little similar to how it used to be, I guess, when um, when Book was in high school because there was only three back then. So, yeah. someone would always get a buy and then, you know, and play. Um, but Nicese is, like I said, it's collegiate, it's um, Albany Academy, it's Long Island Lutheran, it's Avenues poly preps, most of those schools are all Ivy League, private institutions, which are ridiculously expensive. The education is through the roof um, and you have a full gamut of student um, at the school.
0: Yeah, I, I recall just from uh, an educational experience, my first time coming to Lehigh, uh just being blown away on the campus. Because you think, again, out of town, or I think New York City, I know Long Island is not really in the city, but all of a sudden you get there like, wow, there's a lot of space. What a beautiful campus. Uh, and then you start to to really evaluate what, what happens within the school. And it's, it's uh, really, really impressive. And, you know, those are, those are things that I think are really important to know as coaches, especially if you possibly need a high academic kid, it's already, it, it's taken care of. These are a, a lot of them within that league. Um, now uh, Munch and Book, I'm going to come to you guys. Let's talk a little bit about, um, and you obviously, Jay, you could you could chime in as well. Um, you know, book when when schedules will come out back in like Charlie Weber. I remember vividly. I would get the Charlie Weber schedule, and I, I had Gauchos in my pool play. Fuck, damn it, we gotta play Gauchos. This this is some bullshit. Uh, so like it's always you know you you know you're in for a battle. There's there's a lot of really good teams in the city because there's a lot of really good uh, a lot of really good talent. Talk to us about. Again, for the out-of-towners, how does uh, a you kind of sort itself out within the city? Is it kind of borough uh, specific? Is it you know relationship driven? How do you how do you guys kind of manage that with so much talent and so many players uh, within your guys' city? I think that's the biggest
1: key is, is, is to try and manage it. Um, I don't think you can just ultimately say, "Hey, I'm going to recruit from one borough or, or one place and be successful." you know, that, that's the great thing about the five boroughs. You know, there's always going to be a borough that has something or a player that you need. And and I remember back a long time ago, like I never coached Lance Stevenson until I coached him in USA basketball. But the city was so talented. Um, he was probably more talented than any kid I had on my team, but we were a better group because guess what? They'd been together as well. You know, and I think Munch, I think Munch can definitely play off this as well. Like that that team that you know that he had um, Bamba and Cole Anthony, um, Brandon Randolph. You know, um, and 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 I and I feel I feel terrible because there's a couple more that I'm missing on that team, but it's like they were together for a little while. Able to do, he was able to coach him. He was able to cultivate, and 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 what he did was he established a culture. And, and I think people don't realize in AAU basketball, like you, you have a culture. Like if I if if I can have you for eight months, you got to have a culture. Like some things are non-negotiable. Some things you just can't do. Some things, you know, when when you're that competitive, hey, if you miss practice, you're not going to play. Because again, I think, and because I, I know what the other three gentlemen, I, I know who they are, and I know what 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 they tolerate and what what they don't. Because I know we're all prideful that we want to make sure that when they leave our hands and they get into whomever hands, that they can say, you know what, I'm glad, you know, that kid was ready to play. You know why? Because he competed and got, and he earned everything he got. So, if you can establish a culture, especially in AAU basketball, um. I think that you're you're ahead of the game, and you may not have the most talent. You know, like I said, I look at the AAU situation, and 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 no no disrespect to the high school guys, but we're the closest thing to the NBA. We play the most games. Um, you know, there, there's no when you leave a team, you sit out. In high school, high school and college equate. You know, you 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 transfer, you got to sit out. When a kid leaves me, it goes much. He's gonna sit down. It's like he may have to clear waivers, but but that's it. It's a sign and trade, and he moves on. And and you know the great thing about it, I'll get a phone call from much like, hey, such and such was here. I know what that means. All right, you blessed it, of course I blessed it. All right, he's he's playing next tournament, but and so I I think that's that's what equates it. And and you know again when you have a when you have a culture, um, with so much talent. you know, that that's truly in my humble opinion, what 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 was the difference um in, in the
0: city. Very well said. Munch, do you have anything to add to that?
4: Yeah, I think I think one of the things that we we as grassroots guys are starting to learn is to book's point, what what is our culture and everyone's culture is different, you know, and then what is a family that fits us, what are kids that fit us? Um and then it kind of it eliminates a little bit of the chaos because uh, many a times a kid that that is scared to play for Coach Book is, is terrified to play for Coach Munch and doesn't want to shake Coach J. David's hands, you know? So we're all looking for the same type of kid if we're, if we're prepared to push him to the highest level, right? We all want our guys to, to be smart off the court, to carry themselves like grown men, to articulate themselves, to play hard, um, to be respectful. Like, there's certain characteristics that that are you know non-negotiables when you're around these level of men, right? And the and the people that they surround themselves with as a unit. And the same thing goes for for, for the high school side with guys like Pat. So I think you know obviously there's the, the sneaker companies and Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, non-sneaker whole group circuit. There's a bunch of circuits, but ultimately what it comes down to is we all can look each other in the in the face and say, hey, you know what? That's a New Heights kid. Let him be with New Heights. You know what I mean? That's a that's a gauchos kid. He's been there since the second grade. He he understands how to be in that culture. And what most people don't realize is, it's hard to take a kid out of a certain culture and try to get him assimilated to yours because they learned that style. Like if your kid grew up um, on a farm, right, and he he mastered living on a farm in a successful manner, it he's gonna struggle when you put him in the, in the city and say, hey. No, do this right away. The kid is already accustomed to doing certain certain ways and having certain certain level of success. So while these kids move around, a lot of times it doesn't work because everyone's culture is so different. On the outside looking in, you just see teams that travel, that get on planes and vans, and and stay in hotels. But if you go inside, the heart of the of the programs are completely different in how they beat, and how they move, and how and what's expected, and the standards, right? And I think that's what makes New York City, at least from a grass perspective, so special because it takes you a while to figure out who you want to be as a kid, who you want to be as a family, and then what type of program fits you. And if you look at the kids who have made it, like like Isaiah Whitehead is a super talent, right? But he fit Juice. He probably wouldn't have fit PSA. You look at somebody like like Hamadou's moving around and, you know, you got to make a decision sometimes where it's like. All right, well, Hamadou and Brandon, it's like, oh, man, this this one kid is a Jayhawk kid and the other kid is a PSA kid. They're both ultra-talented human beings, right? You look at somebody like a Jalen Lequeu and say, oh, man, he's good, and Co Anthony's good, and R.J. Davis is good, and Hassan Diar is good, and Posh Alexander's good, but they all play in different programs, but they're all super-talented. And then you see that on the next level when they get to college, especially somebody like Andre, right? Andre got the flourish because of his relationship with Jay David, outside of basketball, right? Outside of basketball. People don't understand that, that portion. Like, you know, Kimber probably became a better Kimber because Book probably took him to lunch a lot. And Book probably was up early in the morning working with him in the gym. And Book was on his ass at school. Like, there's so many different elements that go into these grassroots programs that people have no idea. But it comes down to having a culture and knowing what kid fits that culture. And then not trying to waver from that
0: for the wins and losses. I, t- I tell you what, we're, we're on episode, I think, uh, 12 or 13 here, and that was probably one of the best uh, put together uh, statements and, and, and eloquently, eloquently uh, described culture in AAU, how important it is. Us as college coaches, or them as college coaches, They we have to know what the, the nuances are, and it, this is not the time for for, for it to talk on this episode. That's the coach's jobs to go figure that out. But like know the difference between juice and gauchos and psa and 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 uh, jayhawks and and why a certain kid maybe fits in that culture. And does that culture reflect what you're doing on the college side? But it is more than getting on planes and staying in hotels. Um, I, that that's as 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 well put as as you'll ever ever hear it. Uh, we're we'll, we're gonna go ahead and clip that and put that out there for, for everyone to hear. Go ahead, and, bro. and, and Nima, uh, uh, you know, piggybacking off like what everyone said,
1: as college coaches, what they do a terrible job of is connecting with the people that's on this phone. Yeah, because you're going to get honesty. Whether by by the way, hey, hey Jay, how good is R.J. Davis? Man, he's a real he's really talented. You're going to get honesty from guys. Hey Munch. How good was Raleigh Awkwards? Well, Book, okay, because you're not if you're not willing to have a relationship with these guys, hey Pat, I, I I know you didn't have the kid, but you know what? Tell me how good um you know Malachi Smith is. Okay, you know, this is what he did against us. And I think because there's a level of honesty that college coaches, you start to deal with one pro one one guy, and it's like, wait up. That guy's going to give you something from if he's you know it's tunnel vision. I see him this way, and and you know what? I may undervalue him. I may I may undervalue the kid. But when you have guys that well, of this caliber, men of this caliber, coaches of this caliber, they, they always drop the ball. And but that that's that's a whole nother um you know story. But you talk about the culture because no one talks about the culture of the coaches. No one talks about the professionalism of the men. Mm. There's, there's nothing like this. That's right. Take take me any city. We let's panel up. Let's, this, this, by the way, take me off it because those three they stand alone. Put them three against anybody in the, in, in
0: the country. Right. I got twenty thousand to bet on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we just got it uh, real good. So now let, let me let me change, uh to to this thought as we're or as we're kind of getting to, uh, down towards the end here. I remember getting phone calls in uh, late July and August from guys that maybe aren't on this panel that'd be like, yo, I've got an ISA team. Can so-and-so come up and play? And I'd be like, what the hell are they talking about? Can y'all <laughs> explain this to me? Is that still a thing? Is that something that we should be paying attention to and evaluating as college coaches?
2: Let me, let me tell you something. Please, tell me. I, I'm, I'm from Queens. Okay. I, I went to high school in on Cornwall, on Hudson, New York. At a military school. Military not too far account. from. yeah, Not too far from where Pat coached. About 45 minutes above where Pat coaches. So I spent my eighth grade through senior year at military school. I never wanted to come home. And book could tell you this. Much will tell you this. In New York City, when it gets hot, that's when it gets hot outside. Right? <laughs> so I never wanted to come home. And my mother wouldn't let me come home. The only time I would come home was for ISA. Wow. Right? If I was playing... If I was watching, we come home, we go back to school. IS-8 will always be what you believe it is. If you hear IS-8, you think of the allure, you think of the smoky gym, you think of noise, the hecklers on the baseline, everybody from Tom Kachowski to ESPN, ESPN wrote articles on IS-8. IS-8 is exactly what you think it is. Right. It's different now, but it's exactly what you think it is. The championship game packed out, redone floor, 10 foot trophies. One side of the gym is packed. You can't even get inside. Hot dog machine, cotton candy outside. You've got to unbutton your shirt. There's nothing like it. In terms of evaluation, you're going to get how tough this kid is physically, mentally, can he get through that atmosphere? Because that translates to the college level if they can get through that atmosphere. In terms of like skill, you'll see that too. But that's not a, a for me, it's not a great evaluation space and book. maybe you could tell me, but for me, it's not a great evaluation space outside of those things and outside of the you know the, the environment.
1: I was fortunate enough to, a uh, long time ago, have Sonata Gaines have an opportunity to get the scoring record. I think it was 63, something like that. And I took him out. He had 60. He was actually a 62. And then I think Corey Fisher got 65. And then Chris Foucher got 70. <laughs> and 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 the allure of, of, of competing, because what I say is the battleground, what Pete Edwards and, and the whole crew at I say, what they've done, they've made it mythical. Yeah. Everything, again, I think Jay said, said it the best. Everything you think it is, it is. And part of it is, you know, as as, as Munch will add on, like, yo, you want to win, I see. You, you, like, you want to compete. You don't want to get embarrassed at I see. I've heard Munch curse the dude out. I'm like, yo, you can't say that much. You can't, you can't tell a kid that. But you know what? I understood where he was coming from because – What that did it was it it was a prelude to you traveling on the circuit. It was a prelude to you going out in the spring and in the summer. And that toughness, that grit, you know, was camaraderie. And and what it did for you, it 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 put guys in a battle. It it put them on a battlefield and said, "These are live bullets." If he's like that now, what is he going to be like that? And you know, in Indianapolis, what 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 is he going to be like in Atlanta? What if we get to the Peach? Who who is he? Because Mm Iowa State does a great job of, of of um. Undressing them, yeah, telling you who you are. It tells you exactly who you are. It tells you exactly who you are. And no matter who you say you are, it your, your peers have a funny way of always saying. I, I know you think you're McDonald's All American, but here's the thing: I always say this with, with McDonald's guys. They do have a 99 cent. Um, um, <laughs> they, they got a dollar menu. Everybody's on a Big Mac. They got, you know, what I'm saying like right now. I know this two for six, baby. It's two for six. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I want to, I want to add, I want to add on to that, right? Okay. I think the perfect example to that is Todd Jerome, right? You look at Todd Jerome, and and that's the type of kid that plays everywhere. ISA, Dykeman, New York, New York, uh, Under Armour Circuit. When he's younger, he's playing in in, in you know uh, West Fourth Street. He's playing in the EYBL, and, and, and all of that, honestly, is preparing them for doing what? To win a national championship, mm-hmm. right? It, it, if the kid doesn't do all of those things, Tony Bennett don't trust him with the ball in a national championship yeah. to say, hey, man, let's make plays. So what we're trying to do as a culture is give our kids every opportunity <clears throat> to be tested, with, well, to be to get the quizzes before that big test comes, right? You look at Omari Spellman, the kid from... from Ohio, but he, he spent all his time for the most part in New York. And when he came down in the summer, Coach Dave would be throwing him in Rucker, throwing him in 55th and throwing him in Dykeman. And he just giving him a taste, even though he's from Ohio. But his dad is from Middletown. And the next thing you know, he's in a national championship game, stroking threes for Villanova. So all we're trying to do is prepare you for when them real lights is coming on, you're not nervous. You've been there before. Like, if you can play, you can play in that, in, that, in that environment at 16, 17, 18 years old, Man, you ain't scared of the, you. Ain't scared of the crowd in, in, in the in the um Carrier Dome? That's nothing. So our, our guys are so prepared for what's coming, and and it starts from that young age when they playing as as book said in them jungles, man.
0: It, I always I always look at uh, those hot box gyms that are small packed, and I think you know what? It's easier to play in the Carrier Dome after you played as a kid in, in one of those situations because they can't touch me. I'm over here. I got all this space, and these fans are all the way over there, man. You, you you get somebody to come down on the court and, and, and let you know that, that you ain't doing it and cutting it on on, on, on the playing scale. So um, that's that's part of the basketball infrastructure that you guys as a basketball community have have built over generations. And that's why there's a lot of success. Now, one thing I do want to talk about um, before we go into the yeah, fast real, break. Oh, go ahead, Pat.
3: Yeah, real quick on that. And I'll take it. You know, I, I, my right hand man. My associate head coach, Rodney Swain, uses this line with our guys all the time, and it goes for street ball, in New York, New York, Gauchos, round ball, true ballers, Stepanak, Lujai, Stepanak, Christ the King. It's either you're going to get exposed or you're going to get exposure. And he used that line with our guys all the time, and I think these guys get hit on that. Like I say you talk about or Stepanak, Lujai, like 3,000 people, either you're going to get exposed in front of the crowd and this, these lights and cameras or you're going to get exposure for yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing on that before we move on. You know, whatever, street ball, whatever it might be, that's the best thing about New York. The lights are always bright. Just see who steps up. Yeah, oh, like, real quick, just a step to, to, to go with Pat.
2: Understand when, whenever you talk New York City, New York City is legendary. I'm going to go through a list for you. ISC, oh, yeah. Gaucho's Gym, Riverside Gym, Chrysler King Gym, right? Like Rucker Park, Dykeman. Uh, uh, freaking kingdom! Like, listen, listen. This is not. This is nothing Gersh. to play with. Yeah, Gersh. You mm. know what I'm saying? Even Lincoln Park on the south Lincoln side. Paul. This is this is nothing to play with. New York City is legendary. Everything about us is legendary. It may be different, but it doesn't change. It's the same way. What is that gym? Saint Anne's? Like that's that's a legendary gym. You know what I'm saying? It's like thing in Detroit. Yeah, you know when when you go. When you go out of town, like college for me, one of the most legendary gyms is the palestra. I know everybody's thinking camera. Nah, palestra is something else, man. It's like, so when you think New York City, I, I want people to understand this. New York City is synonymous with legendary. There's nothing, nothing else about us that's not.
0: Well put. So it, like, like Sinatra said, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, which yeah. uh, kind of segues to my, my question. Studying. Guys and where they end up going from the city, there's literally a New York City kid that has gone to a school in every state in the United States, Alaska, Hawaii, all over. What is it about uh, New York City kids and their willingness to to travel? Um, Because that to me is very unique. Uh, to New York City guys, that kind of falls again into that that stereotype, like oh uh, yeah, they'll go anywhere. You got Tinsley's in Iowa State. What, what, Book, I'm gonna start with you, then Munch. You you follow up. What what is it about New York City guys that they're willing to go anywhere? Because those guys they
1: travel since their fifth and sixth grade. Okay. They, they 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 don't just say hey you know we play in the local tournament and then we go to the nationals and we you know we travel one time a year. You know, those kids travel so much. You know, Munch's teams have been, Pat's teams have been all over this country. So there's no fear of, man, I can't make it here.
0: Hmm.
1: And we talk about it. You know, Jay's teams, like, again, they're losing in the semifinals in Hawaii. Some guys have said, like, you know, hey, you know, the trip I'm going on is grandma's house. Well, that's, that's two hours down. Well, you know, again, our guys have traveled for so long and we've had so much success. And I think going back to a, a couple of questions you had before, the, co- the coach is telling themselves, you know, New York's down, New York's down. But they're still in New York recruiting. Mm. That tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, oh, the New York's down. So why is my phone still ringing? Pat, why is your phone still ringing? New York is down. It's supposed to be down. Why are you calling? They know better. And the guys, who, I'm, I'm telling you. When you think about a guy like Russ Smith, Russ Smith Jr., no nobody wanted him. You know, j- just think. Yeah. So I, I would say our guys one they, they they travel there's a level of comfort and and I think because you are from New York, you know, college coaches I've, I've heard coaches say, you know, they hate I hate that shit. But but I'm telling you for us, all of us on this line, we do feel good by we do feel good by saying I'm from New York. Mm. And it, it, it's a connotation of so many... Yo, know, I'm not playing with you, man. I'm from New York. <laughs> you know, ain't gonna talk about, man? We, I'm not going back and forth with you. You know, again, if, if, if you're in the D.C. or A. Hey, Slim, hey, Joe, we ain't, we ain't doing this. Yo. Yep. I'm from New York, man. I'm not playing with y'all. By the way, yo, check this out. We from New York. We don't lose to that team from there. Yeah. What y'all yeah. want? Blow your steak. You get, you win you win this one, this this will be going. Right. Instead of McDonald's, here we go. I love it, Munch. What do you think?
4: Man, I think book hit it right on the nose, man. I think I think it starts with a certain hunger, a hunger for opportunity. And the thing about us, New York, the New York City guys, we're, we're not afraid to go anywhere, right? So mm-hmm. that eliminates where we can go because we're more, if anything, we're we're more paranoid about the danger that's in our own city. Like ain't nobody wilder than us. So <laughs> somebody tell Joe Tucson, come out here to Iowa. And you can play with Luca Garza. He's like, sign me up. I'm not even going back to the Bronx. I'm ready to roll, right? You, you you talk about people said, oh, St. Louis is wild and this and that. Hassan French went out there, got him a car, and he comfortable. He, you know, all-time leader, shot, blocker, rebound, et cetera, et cetera, right? He, yeah. he, he the face of the program. So... We got guys. Even if you look at a kid like Tyson Etienne, he's from Jersey, but he played with New York City teams his whole life, starting yeah. at Riverside, and now you know in Wichita. Like, what you doing in Wichita, man? I'm it only the done. second leading scorer in an American. I'm trying to win the Player of the Year. You know yeah. what I mean? So, what's to do just in like Like, we we come from this from this culture of wherever that opportunity is at. Sign me up. I'm at it. And and you know, nine times out of ten. We, we, we get into it. Like, if you look at the kids that came out of my program and I was talking to Jay about it, I said, man, listen, I think it was like 41 of the last 43 kids have gone on to different schools, like all over the country, all over the map, you know, East Coast, West Coast, anywhere you could think of, you know, you look at Saquon, um, single teams playing last night with New Mexico, right? D- dudes is all over the place, but they're chasing yeah. that opportunity because here's the one thing they know. When I get to the NBA... I'm getting on a plane every other day. So I might as well get used to traveling. I'm not home no more. Yeah. You're not staying home. Home is it, it home ends for the for a New York City kid a lot of times, 15 years old. Wow. 14 years old. It's hey, I'm moving now. Whether it's grassroots basketball, whether it's camps, whether it's USA basketball, all-star games, um, you know, showcases, wherever they gotta go, they get into it. Cause at the end of the day, they got one chance at this and they chasing them opportunities. And that starts from the beginning. It just never stops. You know, guys are overseas right now. Book just had a a million NBA and overseas dudes in the Gaucho's gym. You know, left and right in the last three or four months. Some guys ain't. Somebody said, "What's Turkey?" I don't know. I eat it, and I'm getting paid to go there. <laughs> 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 what do you want me to say? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care. They just trying to get to it. Yeah. I think that's the that's the that's the mindset of of our guys, man. We just trying to get to it.
0: Patrick and Jay, give, give me your perspective on, on this, guys traveling and being willing to go wherever.
3: I think it goes back to these kids in New York got the experience, as Book said, even back to some playing. I remember, you know, RJ tells a story. He was playing third-grade nationals. So since third grade, he's been traveling everywhere. And then they get to, you know, elite high school programs and elite AAU programs. Traveling is nothing. And, and in the end, it's about opportunity, right? It's about opportunity. It's about um you know, exposure and everybody has much said, you got to write your own path. Everybody's different. It's this whole notion. Every kid in New York should stay home. Well, you know, as we fight for that, sometimes you got to go elsewhere. And sometimes those in New York college wise don't want you. So, you know, it's a combo of that, but I, I agree with both what they said. And I'll let Jay wrap this up this topic, but they're spot on, on, on it. It's what could get you to the next level, whether it's a league or overseas or your degree, whatever it might be, so. No.
2: Okay, I just think it's about chasing opportunity and dreams. Um, I think our kids are really hungry um, from an early age to chase those opportunities and chase those dreams. Honestly, New York is a rough place. Um, you know, my mother had me, she was 16, so um, I, know, I know what it's like, you know, um, and to, to watch someone struggle, watch your parents struggle, um, watch your family struggle to get food on the table and things like that. You eating the big brick of cheese and the, the, the milk out the white, the white carton. So <laughs> like you, the, 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 the opportunity, the opportunity is, is, is different. And, and the kids see that and they get to get out of town and see a lot of different people, man. That's the one thing I liked about the military school I was at, as I see a lot of people, a lot of different people. Queens, a lot of different people, White Plains, Brooklyn, Bronx, Harlem, Manhattan you see so many different people, you're not really afraid to go out and and, and understand something else, you know, um, and see something else. But chasing that opportunity, chasing that dream um, is, is something that a lot of our kids are trying to do and, and, and they're gonna get to it however they gotta get to it. If I gotta go to Alaska, for me to get a $400,000 education, I'm going to Alaska and nobody's telling me different, so.
0: I love it, I love yeah. it, I love it. All right guys, we're, we're coming to the very last part of the show. This is the uh, the fast break, as you see my high uh, tech graphics here, uh, scrolling across the bottom, sponsored by Still Nobody, somebody out there really is sponsoring this thing. All right, so here, here's what, how we'll do it. We ask a question, you can't repeat the same answer someone else asked. We're gonna have some fun with some of these questions and answers, but we wanna keep it fast. Um, so question number one, I'm gonna start with you, Patrick. We'll just kind of go clockwise as you guys show up on the screen. The next couple of questions, I'll switch up the order. Uh, Best high school basketball performance you've seen in New York? Somebody's individual performance.
3: I, I'm going to have to go back and say a uh, kid by name or guy now still playing overseas. Me personally, Tony Taylor. He was a stepping out grad at the county center uh, versus Mookie Jones. He went on to play at George Washington, and now he's over in Italy. Um, I think he put up 51 or 53 at the county center in an ultimate hyped uh, game between two Westchester guys. So I'm going to go with Tony there.
0: Shout out to Tony. That's pretty good. 51 points. Munch, what did you got? What's the best performance you've seen on the high school level?
4: I'm going to keep it simple. I got Todd Jerome versus Christ the King. They had four players guarding them. I'm not going into numbers. It was four players guarding them. That's enough <laughs> for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fast break right there, baby. I love it. Book, <laughs> what was one of the
1: best performances you've seen? Kenny Anderson, sophomore year gets 30, against St. Raymond's. In the in the um in the quarterfinals of the city, and Coach Curran didn't start him because if he started Kenny, he would have had to play him all four quarters. So he did like Cam. He played him second and fourth. Got thirty as a sophomore. <laughs> wow. wow, that's
0: that's that's how legends are born. Stories like that, man. Jay, hey
2: man, I'm I'm gonna go with one a little bit more recent. Um, okay. Devonte <laughs> Green versus Mustafa Haran at the Big Apple Classic at at City College they both ended up I think it was 48 and 50 and Luhai won at the buzzer best mano mano matchup I've seen up close in, in in a long time
0: okay okay all right yeah. now we're going to we're going to do some uh, give some shout outs here we're going to go in reverse order uh, so Jay I'm coming to you first name a college assistant coach currently that's doing a really good job of recruiting your program in in the area um, that's
2: tough man because uh, I, I, we have literally kids in every league yeah. so <laughs> it's really hard um, but I'll go I, Illinois has two of our guys Georgie B. And, and Andre Curbello. Um St. John's have been doing a really good job in the area um, Manhattan, Stony Brook I, I can't honestly I can't even I can't even call it but there's a lot of them man and, and they've been doing a
0: really good job um, we're recruiting New York this question brings the politician out of everybody because no one gives me, no one ever gives me a straight answer. Um, look, give me, give me, a, give me a guy, man. Give me a, a assistant coach. We'll talk about colleges on the next question. Give me an assistant coach that's doing a good job. To, quite frankly, you, you're one of my heroes, book. Just so you know, I want to make sure I get my flowers while, while they're fresh. I watch you, and, and as a coach, I learned a lot from you. Tell me somebody else that you watch as an elite coach, and say. That guy's doing a really good job. Uh Terrence Rencher at Creighton. Hey, and let me tell you, Blue Jays are doing pretty darn good. It, and he's a big part of their success. That's 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 uh that's a great name. Coach Mark, give me a name.
4: With Serge Clement, Ovad Maris. He he doesn't have a PSA kid, but he he's a he's a he's a worker. I always Experience. see him in another city and just trying to get to it. I respect it.
0: Great, great name. Serge and I go back from our camp days. Uh, Patrick, give me, give me a name. Somebody's doing a good job.
3: God, it doesn't have a stepping out guy, but uh, I would say Matt Brady down at, at Maryland uh, is a guy that's always in the tune with uh, in Maryland and New York in general. Not a lot of guys have gone down there, but working hard to keep the Maryland, uh, New York, Philly, all that Northeast connection. So I'm going to give him a shout out uh, on that. And that's a head coach. Yeah, yeah. Right now, assistant, but former head coach. You're right, book. But he's still head coach. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's oh.
0: Matt, that's the best. I got a chance to work with Matt. Uh, he might not be able to hear this podcast. He's got the bad yeah. ear. We got to be hey, really right. loud for him. You're okay. Good job. You know what?
3: Him. We're gonna send him this link. He's gonna read all our lips, and he's gonna hear everything we say <laughs> about. Him. Okay, now
0: we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump into a different question, Munch. I'm gonna come to you, then book, then Jay, then Patrick. Okay. now give me a college coach. I've always been impressed by the cab drivers and the guys that drive the buses in New York City. you got to be a different breed of dude to whip a a vehicle in in that uh, scenario. Tell me a college coach that you think would be well equipped. You just toss them the keys and they could they could uh, drive a bus or drive a cab through the city.
4: I'm going to say Tony Bergeron used to be at Wings. He's at UMass. Everybody know birds is always doing a hundred miles per hour. Um, you know, no red light, no no green, no red lights matter to him. So I think whatever he's driving, he's getting from point A to point Z.
0: He's gonna get you there. He's gonna get you to your meeting on time. Okay, oh, shout, shout, to shout driver, out to the man, meeting, man.
4: over at UMass.
0: Uh, Book, what do you think? Conzo
1: Martin, Missouri. Yeah. Why? Because yeah, he to figure it out, and he go he gonna be a little abrasive and intimidating, you know. So you he you gonna tell him yo, I'm going to 1249 Clay Avenue, and you gonna know the way to go. He's gonna go a different way, and he's gonna look back at you. <laughs> nah, nah, go that way, go that way, fam. No, nah, that's a new way. Yeah, go that way, fam. Go that way.
0: <laughs> you thug it out. I love it, Patrick. Give me give me a name. What do you think?
3: Tough man. Get me where I have to go. Um, I'm going to go with my guy DK, Dwayne Killings, out at Marquette. He would get me where I got to go on time for a meeting. DK out there at Marquette. No.
0: that That's important. Jay, you got anybody who you think can whip it around the city? You and these questions, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no. <gonna> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know,
2: you're going to get us in trouble here. You and these questions, man. Um, I'm going to go with Kyle Neptune from Villanova. Okay. You know, Brooklyn guy. The New Yorkers. Uh, He's a New Yorker though. So is Tony. DK might as well be from New York. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? DK hey, he's might as well from questions. New York. There's, there's very minimal rules on these questions. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go with, with Kyle Neptune. Um, I think Kyle could, could make some things happen, man. Because I know he's going to get me there on time. <laughs> Punctuality is key for me. You feel oh, me? Yeah. He's going to get me there on time. Listen, yeah. as, a,
0: as a former uh, director of operations who had to plan a, a, a bus trip for 0.9 miles to get to Madison Square Garden, and that shit took 45 minutes, yeah. <laughs> get, get us there on time. Amen. Yeah, Amen. That's it. Um, last question. Going to go around the horn. We'll start with Patrick. Give us one name of, uh, you know, a, a, a up-and-coming young baller, freshman, a sophomore that we should all start to keep our, our eyes on. Um, who's that next – one of the next guys. It could
3: be any level, but someone that we should all, as college coaches, take notice. Of. I'm going to be selfish here with guys in my program sure. that, that double dip a little bit with New York City guys here. But the uh, kid Jacob Hogarth, he's got a bunch of high major offers already, six eight wing, and uh, I'm going to combo that with a kid by the name of Boogie Flan, um, point guard uh, out of the city. That those two, uh, as as we've all said, we've had success at Stepanak. If uh, those two are, are not the next two out of the 24 class. So I'm going to shout those two freshmen out, but there's guys all around the city, man. in the CHSA Lou high that we all know about that the world doesn't know about yet, but I'm going to be selfish with those two while we got the platform here. I love it. Munch. Everybody.
4: Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going straight to books. Young, young monsters. I'm going to go with Ty Turnage, a uh, coach's son, wings Academy, Billy book. I don't know how you messed that up. So I'm going with Lil Ty Turnage. I-, I just know it's the same, same answer, bro. For the next few, <laughs> you want me to go somewhere else with it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Dang, yeah. Man. Go somewhere. Really? Go that's somewhere it, else. Give it give another name, man. Come on, give us another no. one. Mark. well, book books gonna have to give some somebody else They're now. that's that only little monsters, man. I'm going with that. That's what you're going with? Yeah, hmm. man. There we go. Oh, you
2: cheaped out. You cheaped out.
0: What you got, book? Give me a name. Give me a name of one one of the future book babies out there. Um, I got a couple of them. <laughs>
1: Thanks a <laughs> bunch. <laughs> um, Brandon Williams, Brandon Stores, um, Markel Austin, um, Eric Mejia. Like I, I, those guys, I think. Um, I think they're talented. You know, I, I don't know where they'll go, but again, those are a couple of names in, in the program. What year are they, book? um are they 2023 23 um, eric man 2024 stores uh, in austin brandon stores jr and markel austin are 2025
0: my, my my trick is i go back i write all these names down and and I'll, I'll i'll be ahead of the game so whether or not somebody listens and got an hour and 15 minutes into the podcast <laughs> that's on them i uh. i got i got the hour 15 through jay you you got the last word give us the name I, 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 just like bunch of books
2: said, there's a lot of them, man. But I'm going to go with um, Jaden Reed from Lujai, my young boy, young killer. That kid is a different animal, man. Um, he's a throwback New York point guard. I'm going to go with Jaden Reed and um, and a young man from, from the Jayhawks. He's up by Pat. He lives in Cornwall, uh, Poughkeepsie area. His name is Noah Barnett. And Noah will be a name that everybody in the country knows who he is. He's a 6'9, wing. Um, that not like a wing, just calling him a wing. That's what he is, and he's a big, strong, sixteen-year-old class of twenty twenty-three. Um, you know, from the city, I could give you a lot more, but those are the two that that come to mind right now.
0: Don't don't give him too much. You can give the rest of them to, to me offline. I appreciate it very I got much, you. gentlemen. Jayden Ramirez
1: too. I I forgot that One was more? twenty-five. So book, say it again. I'm sorry, Jaden Ramirez twenty twenty-five. Jaden, you're
0: going to get a book, Twitter follow in about Mel. 10
3: seconds. <laughs> yeah.
4: don't, don't forget Mel Mel
0: book. Mel Mel 2026. 20, he, he's, he's got, got all the young guys. we just going to put, put the put whole know. roster. he yeah, put book he's got, on got all the, the young
4: guys. To it. Make sure everybody's safe. Give him the whole roster.
2: You're going to send them all the Stepanak now, man. I got to figure it out. Man. I got to figure <laughs> it yeah, out. Man. I got to get stepping Stepanak and I say Ray's going to get all of it, man. I'm finishing the street. This. Everybody <laughs> Jay. Jay. I'm glad about Munch don't coach
1: high school because now, I think part of it. I, I've I've tried to go out of my way to say I'm as I'm back. I'm helping family, and I'm just going to be uncomfortable. So like, if Munch coach high school, dudes would be like, "Come on, book. That's some bullshit, man. Come on, man. This <laughs> is <not brutal." laughs> Because it just like, "Oh, Munch is in the building, guys." But you know, like that, that happens with Pat too. Like, I took a kid up there, and dudes, I when I tell you my phone blew up on the way home, yo, book, that's some bullshit. you ain't bring him here. What are you talking uh, about? Me and Pat, yeah, at running.
2: least, at least they get in the gym. I, I got the Adidas shirt on, so I can't get in the gym no more because you know, you're, you're more than you know, well, is Jordan, right? Jordan. Jordan Brand now, you know, I, and, and me and Pat, Pat and I are friends when we're not coaching, but Pat won't let me a step in that, you know, because he's he gonna make me pay for every game I come to. This, I love it. This
0: is why I love New York City because when you get, we get the wheels moving, it, it, it goes. It's true. It's genuine. It's fun. You guys love your city. There's a lot of passion about your home. It comes through in in this show. It comes through when you guys are coaching, uh, and then it shows in the players and the young men that you guys have uh, all impacted in their lives. I thank you, gentlemen, so much for being. Uh, with us here through the tunnel, make sure you like subscribe, do all that podcast type of stuff, but mostly listen and 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 make an action right now. It's tough for a lot of kids, especially the 21 and 22 class to be recruited. Our hope is that as you listen to this show, um, this sparks some some energy in you to want to go find out about some more kids out of NYC and, and lay some eyes on them. Uh, the the answer is not always in the transfer portal. So make sure we are, are, are evaluating everybody that's available out there. Thank you so much. We are out of here.